This is Seven Sport. Good morning and welcome along to the first buddies for breakfast of the season. We're back. We're back with the breakfast show here on Seven Sport. Thanks for joining us for the next hour, half eight till half nine. We'll be previewing all the action that's taking place in and around the county this weekend. Look ahead as well to a fantastic new podcast we've got coming up here on Seven Sport called TN Talk, all about Gloucester City. More about that later on. First, how are we? How is everybody? It's been a a while since we've done this. Um, No real time, really, when Kelsey wasn't about doing Seven Sport stuff with me, but we're in position this year, 2022. We're going to attack it. We're going to try and do more broadcasts, more podcasts, more commentaries, more, more everything. Um, and the commentaries actually continue today, in fact, when we head to Long Levens versus Bishop's Cleave in the Hellenic Prem. A massive game at the top end of the table. Long Levens, they're at the top end. They were beaten last week, of course, but they're still up there. And you've got to say, if they get a win today, they're just about clinging on to a promotion shot, which, to be fair, is a, a massive achievement to Craig Martin, Mike Palmer, Casey Johnston and their team if they can uh, upset the odds a little bit today against the runaway league. league of, right, first show. Bit, bit nerves there, but the league leaders, Bishop's Cleave. If uh, Long Evans can get a win today, it will be massive for them. If Cleave win, you know, they, they really pretty much just firm their grip in their mind. Potentially could knock a... One of the chasing pack away slightly, you know, Long Levens would have played a game more, would be looking at here 13 points behind, 13 points in 10 games is a lot to make up, so Cleve would fancy their chances of, of you know, making it a, a free, maybe even a four horse race for the league title, but Cleve have been there all season and they haven't had it their, their own way in the last couple of games though. Draw against Tuffley Rovers last week in our featured game where they were 2-0 up. Let's not forget that. 2-0. Uh, they were leading with about 10 minutes to go and only came away with a point. So one of our guests today will we'll talk about that, I'm sure. Guest-wise, it is Paul Collicut, Bishop's Cleave manager. He is one of the three. He'll be previewing today's game along with uh, Long Levens centre-half, Ollie Long, vice-captain of the club. He will give us the Long Levens low down going into the big game this afternoon and of course uh, it wouldn't be a seven sport broadcast it wouldn't be a buddies for breakfast without getting uh, Sam Pryor Brimscombe and Frapp manager on the phone he always it was just it's something that we noticed when we sort of came back for the last series of buddies for breakfast that Sam Pryor seems to be the the guest to get on the first show just always seems to be the one that we go for so it's now a tradition that when we come back from any real sort of break that he gets uh, it gets the gig on the first show. So we don't mind that at all. We're a big fan of Sam Pryor. Uh, it's always a pleasure to speak to him. And it's always a pleasure to hear from you. So let us know what you're thinking ahead of your game today, ahead of the game you're going to watch. Um, anything, really. Anything uh, around local football. I know that there's a bit of negative reaction last night to the news that Matt Blythe has been sacked by Shortwood United. We're anticipating an announcement from the club this morning where rumour is 
the replacement is going to be named. A couple of names have been floated around, so it'll be interesting to see who Short would go with there. But let me know anything you want to know about local football, any thoughts you have, any questions you have, just send us a tweet, at 7sport. Go on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash 7sport, and drop us an email on info at 7sport.co.uk. I actually don't have access to the email. That needs to change, but... I'm sure Kelsey will message me saying, oh, we've got an email in. So, you know, <laughs> I've said to, to drop me an email. Email may not make it to where. So send us a tweet. Send us a, a Facebook message. Let me know what you're thinking ahead of your game today or anything in regards to local football. Now, anyone who has been keeping up to date with 7 Sports website and on our Twitter as well, there's plenty of action going on this afternoon. Um, really massive afternoon of action for a number of our sides, starting with Gloucester City. They faced Kidderminster Harriers on, uh, well, this afternoon. They played Hereford in midweek. We were there for that game, and, you know, we'll, it wasn't very good. He's <laughs> putting it lightly. Anyone who went to the game will tell you as well. Gloucester really out of sorts in the first 45 one nil down, going into the final few seconds of the half. Their captain, Kev Dawson's made an absolute howler um, to try and do it justice. He's trying to let the ball go out, right back corner. And he's just got robbed of it. Got absolutely robbed of it. Put on his bum. And uh, yeah, pulled back. And former Gloss City man, Tom Owen Evans, is there on hand to make it 2-0. And, and I'm not even exaggerating. It was seconds before half-time. Gloucester literally kicked off, played it forward in the referee booth half-time. So, you know, that, that's how close it was. And really, it set the tone for for what was a, a, a battling defeat in the end. You know, they got a goal, Gloucester, in the second half and, and played better. But mainly because Hereford sat off a little bit and, and you know, took their foot off the gas. They had a couple of chances themselves to extend their lead. But, yeah, in the end, they held on to a 2-1 win. It sees Gloucester... Drop a place because Geisley did win on Tuesday night as well. So Gloucester are really in a, a poor position in the National League North. They're 20th in the table. They have, uh, I think it's four points is the advantage ahead of the drop zone. But both sides below them do have games in hand. So if they do win their games in hand, Gloucester City will sit rock bottom of the National League North. So what a great time to launch a podcast dedicated to Gloucester City, called TN Talk. You may have seen it on Twitter. Um, go and give it a follow at TN Talk Pod. And it's myself, it's Kelsey DeMaria, it's Charlie Hughes, and it is also Matt Yates. We'll be hosting a show, all things Gloucester City. We'll be talking on the field, off the field, you know, women's under-18s, under-21s. We'll try and cover the basis for all of it. But we'll, we want your... We'll, Gloucester City fans, we want your participation as well. So look out for polls, for questions, for, for everything. Likely going to come uh, after the game today. So check out the Twitter at TNTalkPod for all of the latest goings on with that one. I can't wait to do it, to be fair. Cannot wait to, to get started with that because not only is it a, another programme for us here at Seven Sport, it's actually a programme that... You know, I'm taking a back seat on it, really. So, you'll you'll have me on it, but I'm there mainly as a producer and, you know, assistant presenter. Kelsey's taking it, Kelsey's running with it. It's an idea we've had for probably 
four years, I'd say four seasons we started this. I think when City were, I'm sure it was when City were at Evesham, yeah. We had an idea of, of sort of doing this, but um, then Kelsey went and got himself banned from Gloucester City, so I can't wait to remind him of that on the podcast. That'll be something to talk about. Um, but yeah, a bit of politics off the field and yeah, a bit of a disagreement with the the old regime, let's put it that way. And then suddenly, yeah, just reminiscing, reminiscing of old times gone by. That was that was that was a fun time. That was when it used to be fun when you'd get pictures of a, a Gloucester City owner with a helicopter. You know, it's, it's the good times, the good times. But yeah, look forward to that T End Talk Pod. And also, as we mentioned earlier in the month, if you missed it on the Seven Sport website, there is going to be a third show. Um, that we are introducing this year. Look out for that one. It's probably going to be towards the end of March as the Premier League and the Football League season starts to properly heat up. Um, myself, Kelsey, um, our work experience man, uh, Josh Evans, and also friend of Seven Sport, Damon Hyatt, will feature on that one. Basically, it's just a gen- general sports uh, football show. So... It'll be interesting how that one works. I mean, that one is still in the pipeline on on exactly what we want to do. But anyone who listened to Seven Sport in the early days, so I'm talking when we used to film out of Matt's spare bedroom, <laughs> his first house with his wife. Um, yeah, four of us crammed into a, a room doing a podcast once every week. And it was just all about everything to do with football and yeah, that was basic seven sport days. That was we've we've progressed since then. We're much different since then, but we don't tend to to do national sport too much. But yeah, it'd be a nice change just to just freshen it up a little bit. Kelsey's potentially looking to bring back the NFL podcast as well. Keep your ear to the ground on that one. Um, but yeah, plenty going on at seven sport, and we're in a great little place right now. And it's all thanks to the love, the appreciation, and support that we get from every single one of you who listens, who reads Seven Sport, who you know interacts with us on, on the socials, those who sponsor us. So shout out to our sponsors, Cornell & Company, of course, who have been our main sponsor for the last couple of years now. Um, very much appreciative of the support that Mark Cornell and, and the company give us. And also PAH County, and they sponsor all of our broadcasts. You know, Apologies to them that in the first half of the season didn't really do too many. We had a couple of biggies like the uh, Gloucester City Long Evans game in the FA Cup. But yeah, this, this half of the season, there are plenty of broadcasts to come. So PAH Counting will get many a shout-out there. Also, M&S Roofing, who sponsor our Man of the Match, Craig Martin and Matt Sysom, and also uh, the partnerships we have with Athlete Sports for the Player of the Month and Murdoch and Wesley for the Team of the Month. Plenty of support, and it's all about the local people here at Seven Sport. Before we have Sam Pryor on, I know we're, we're hurtling already through this. It shows how much you know I do waffle when I haven't lost it at all. It's uh, it's time to look at the fixtures, really. So I mentioned the Kidderminster versus Gloucester City in the Southern League. Barnstable versus Slimbridge. That'll be a, a big game for Slimbridge, really, because looking at the table... It's easy to, easy to presume that Slimbridge are just going to stay up because Barnstable only have four points. Slimbridge, I think, is 17 points clear um, or 16 points clear at the time of, of writing. A win today makes it three further points, even with Barnstable's new team. 
probably feels unlikely that Slimbridge will be you know the bottom club. But with the way the playoffs work this year, there is a chance that whoever finishes uh, above Barnstable um, and outside the relegation zone um, will go into a playoff with potential second place in the Hellenic or or Western League, (coughs) depending on how the the, the league meeting goes in February to discuss the playoffs. So, you know, as it currently stands, I think it's Bradford Town would play Cinderford, you know, in a, in a, a playoff fixture. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, how the, the playoffs will look, but they're all, it's, it's all up in the air, really. You know, it's it's kind of like, they've got an idea, this is how we're going to do it, but they're going to have a meeting in February just to confirm how they're actually going to do it. It's bizarre, bizarre. Um, Isham, they host Poulton Rovers, uh, Melksham versus Cinderford Town, and Scholing versus Sirencester are the Southern League games. Big news, actually, from the Southern League. Last night, I was very happy to see this one. Uh, ben Whitehead, the prolific goalscorer for Sirencester Town a few years ago, he moved to go to Western Supermare. He's been back at the Carinium Stadium twice this season on loan. But he doesn't have to worry about going back anymore. He's now permanently with Sirencester, back on his old stomping ground. And as I tweeted, uh, well, quote tweeted it on the 7Sport account, you know, announced Sirencester promotion because they've gone top. You know, they they won last week against Tottenham as well. They beat Scholing today. Scholing, who are, you know, up there pushing in a playoff spot for most of the season. You know, if Sirens has to go away to, to Scholing and win again, title muscles will start to get flexed. And John Bruff is a man who, you know, we've interviewed him a number of occasions. He's told us his desire is to win that league. And to be fair, a win today, and a convincing win today, will make great strides for that to become a reality. So, you know, we talk about Gloucester City's position, Sirencester at the other end of the spectrum. So, you know, it's not beyond the realms of possibility here that Sirencester Town versus Gloucester City is going to happen next year. And, you know, the scary thing is that looking at both clubs and how they're, they're, they're playing at the moment, you can't really see it not happening. I think it it would be great. It would be great for us locally not just seven sport but for the local people for local football to have that big derby in the southern prem you know glossy would have dropped to the southern prem there but you know to have that big derby again I, I mean i found it a bit not weird but when obviously you know going through the learning phase of the the local football history doing the in the spotlights and, and things of that nature it was uh it was lovely to sort of well, hear the stories about when Cheltenham, when uh, Forest Green, when Gloucester, when Sirencester were all in that sort of same uh, division and, and battling against each other. You know, it's something that, you know, I haven't experienced since I've started covering local football around here. Gloucester City have just always been in the National League, um, North League. And uh, yeah, it'd be nice to, to bridge that gap. Obviously, it would be at the expense of Gloucester City, but it'd be a good occasion for local football. Right, he's had a sip of water. We're ready to go. Sam Pryor is going to about to get a phone call live on the air. I'm taking a risk on the first show back to try and call him live on the air. New phone as well, just thrown out there. Any technical glitches? Already going to blame the new phone. That's how it's done. It is how it is done. Bit 
silence. And we're calling him. Morning, mate. Good morning to Sam Pryor live on Seven Sport. How are you, mate? Very well. How are you, buddy? I'm all good. Now, first and foremost, um, we're keeping up to the tradition of having you on the first show, as always. And then there was some uh, news last night that's had a bit of reaction, so I'll get your reaction as well. Um, Shortwood United have uh, confirmed the, the sacking of, of Matt Blythe. Um, we're expecting the announcement this morning in regards to, to who is taking over, potentially. Um, but there was a lot of um, support for, for Blythe after the news. What was your reaction when you heard? I, I spoke to Matty on the way home last night, and um, I couldn't quite believe it, to be honest. Obviously, uh, every club deals and manages with their situations differently, so uh, they've obviously decided that that's the path they want to go down, I think. Knowing Matty as well as I do, and, and knowing what he had to go into to that football club, and yeah, it probably hasn't gone as well as what he hoped this season, but I think he's turned turned a club that was, was struggling slightly into a... A solid, a solid football team and a good group of lads that that were working together and playing for him. So um, I think he can he can leave with his head out eye and use it as an experience for a next job because I'm sure he'll go back in somewhere because he's a good lad and a good football bloke. So um, yeah, obviously it's it, it was a bit of a shock, but if that's what they decide to do, that's what they decide to do. Because obviously, you know, Brimscombe and, and Shortwood have that sort of close relationship, being obviously the location that they are. Um, but coming on to Brimscombe, you know, absolutely delighted. We sort of spoke um, after the result, but the, the, the whopping 9-0 win um, that we saw from Brimscombe, you know, I, you saw me there at Fairford on the, the Wednesday night and yeah. it didn't quite go to plan. And it just felt that going into the Shrivenham game that it was all just going to click into place. I predicted 4-0 on the 7-7s. I thought it would be a big one. Um, but how surprised were you at just how big a result it was? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't happen every game, does it? You don't, you don't often win 9-0. It, um, it was a really positive performance from the fact that we were clinical with the chances we created, you know? So, it's always good to score. It's, just, it's important, certainly, going into today that we don't think that that happens all the time because... At Formby and Fairford, we failed to create those real clear-cut chances, and Shrivenham, as you said, it just clicked into place, you know, and it, we, 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 we seemed to take the chances when they came, which is excellent. And I think I said to you as well last week that we'll, we'll play against better sides, and that's no disrespect to Shrivenham. Um, they may have been missing a couple as well, but we said at half-time last week that I always remember in one pre-season, Forest Green came down to us and put nine into us as well. Um and they just didn't stop. They were relentless. They scored again and they just went to get the ball back. They wanted to score again. And that's what good sides do. Good sides go and keep their foot on the throttle. They go and they smell blood and they go for the kill. And occasionally when we have found ourselves 2-3-0 up in games, we ease off and we do silly things and allow sides back in. And we didn't do that last week. So it was good positives from that respect. And we just got to try and take a lot of confidence from it to, to kick into today's game as well. Have you had any training sessions this week to try and keep it going, or has it been a week off? No, it's been a week off. We were going to train Wednesday. Oh, excuse me. Um, we were going to train Wednesday, but we had a few away, and a few were carrying little niggles and, and knocks, so we decided just to knock it on the head. Um, again, it's that time of year, training on a 4G, mm-hmm. legs are heavy, so 
as long as we're right for today, um, that's the most important thing. It's sometimes you, you can get lost in trying to over train. I think so. Uh, so yeah, we're set up hopefully fresh for today. And obviously, you know, we sort of spoke about the the rest of the season and and you know what to actually aim for. Looking at the table right now, ten games to go, including today's game against Chip and Sodbury. You're twelve points behind Bishop's Cleave, who are top, but you're five points behind second place, which is, as we know, going to be a a playoff spot. You know, are you still trying to aim to try and win the league, or is you know, are you looking to try and finish in that runners-up position at the minute? I mean, I think I think we just need to try and finish as high as we can. You know, we're obviously October time we were we were top and smelling the roses and uh, hasn't quite gone to plan or every game since then. So we spoke about it before Shrivenham game that it, you know it's just a mini season, isn't it? Now eleven mm-hmm. games, or ten games, or in whatever period of time, it's just about. I know it sounds really cliche about approaching each game as it comes and making sure that. It's points over performances, really. Just trying to pick up as much as we can and seeing what happens. There's a lot of sides in and around it. We've got some really tough games to come. Um, we've still got to play Bishop's Cleave away. We've still got Westfields at home. We've still got to go to Malden. We've still got West... You know, we, we, we've still got a lot of tough, tough games to play. So, um, we just need to approach each game with the right mindset as we did Saturday. If we can create as many chances as we did in the remaining games maybe not score nine but if we're going to give ourselves a, a real chance of winning games of football and like I said to you on Sunday or Saturday whenever we chatted as well it's not necessarily about scoring the goals but keeping the clean sheets and giving yourself giving yourself a solid base to go and win games that's that's something we haven't done enough this year so if we can keep the back door shut in as many games as possible we know our attacking play will always create us chances because we have got good quality in those areas so um yeah, it, it, like I said, I know it's really cliche. It's just about approaching each game, and if we can finish, if we can creep creep into the fourth, third, second spot, then great. What a great season that'd be! I think Bishop's Cleave are probably too strong for the rest of the league. To be honest, I think would expect them to go and win the league. So it's um, yeah, it's just about looking after ourselves and seeing what happens, really, mate. And in the last sort of few years, obviously, you take out the probably last season where you know the season really didn't get going, but you know, we we tend to sort of see a couple of sides at the top pull away, um, especially sort of as we enter this stage of the season. But looking at the table here, you know, top seven have all got 50-plus points. Eight and ninth, uh, Westbury and Malvern have also got 49 as well. That's pretty much the whole half, the top half of the table won 50 points. Is that testament of just how hard this league is this year? It's been a really enjoyable league, to be honest. I think just going to new sides, meeting new people, and there are some tough, Every game's tough. Anybody can beat anyone, you know. Um, back back last year, Hallen came to us and and absolutely battered us five two. I think it was, and you know, on the night I thought they were outstanding. And yeah, they haven't quite kicked on, but it just proves the point that anyone can beat anyone. It's it's a tough league. I think it's um, extremely extremely competitive. You know, you got to work got to work your socks off for every every point that you earn in it which I think there's a real honesty to that um, it gives you a good base of, of trying to to make sure that the boys are switched on every game because because they have to be so I think it is testament to the league that, that how tough it is you know it, at times some of the games have been particularly poor because they are more competitive than they are a little bit more free-flowing football but 
I think that's been like that for a few years now in the Hellenic League. So it's yeah, it's it's just about trying to find those moments of quality, either side of, of working hard for each other and, and trying to out outwork the opposite side. So it's uh, like I said, a real honesty to it, and it, it's been enjoyed to be a part of. And, and one thing I did want to ask you because on the the website this week I put the the post out about the Hellenic Cup and you know that format looks to be changing again but you know also about the news that you know the Hellenic League have moved games forward so you're now one of the sides who are in the position where you play on the 19th of March which is for a lot of the clubs in the league last day of the season already but then you've got a game a month later away at Malvern how do you as a manager even think about that like what like does that that makes no sense to me and I don't run a football club like what was, what's your reaction to that well, it's a shambles isn't it let's be honest you know um, there has to be a better way of dealing with those games you know to then I, I understand this year why it was front loaded I get that and I think I think all of us do yep. um, nobody nobody knew what was going to happen so everybody wanted to get past a certain point in the season for, for whatever you know whatever was going to happen and we all appreciate that, but you know, to, to try and ch- then start loading midweek games in January and February, and just to try, and, I, I just I don't understand. It. Because it, th- there's a chance here, Sam. You know, looking at the table, what we've discussed as well. You know, you're not a million miles away from that second place. You potentially could be playing on the 19th, winning that game, for example, and knowing that if you win a game in a month's time, you'll then potentially have a playoff game in in two weeks, which would have been you know, six weeks after, you know, what would have been the, the end of the season for, for everybody else. But you'd have that month period, potentially. You know, yes, they may throw a couple of cup games in there. But, you know, from my, from my perspective, I mean, I wouldn't want to risk my players because the priority there would be the, you know, the potential promotion decider over, you know, playing in, in two cup games. You know, surely it, it just makes no sense that way. Well, don't forget, don't forget, this is a league that a couple of years ago, on a groundhog weekend, made us play on a Sunday evening at half past five. That was roasting as well. Absolutely roasting. <laughs> we had to play Sunday evening and went top, and then Wanted played on the Monday, knowing exactly what they had to do. Yes. So, you know, it's it's no surprise that ridiculous decisions like this come out of uh, come out of the athletic league. You know. When you look back to stuff like that, it, it, it's got a little bit of history. So, like you said, for me personally, the cup competitions—they're completely Mickey Mouse. We're a we're a we're a one-team club. Like you said, if that if that scenario unfolded, um, then you know you'd probably find me and Wandy playing up front in, in games in the cup games, which makes a mockery of it. You know, it's it's. I just don't think that it needs to happen. It, what, why, why the long break? I really don't understand it, to be honest with you. Um, I'm sure every other manager that will be in the same situation, because as you said earlier about the leagues being so tight, there could be a lot of scenarios that need to happen. So it, um, I'm sure there'll be a lot of people not very happy about it, but you know, it, it won't change, will it? So <laughs> for as much as we, we moan and we have our say, it won't change. So we'll just have to see what happens, see what unfolds and deal with it from there. And then um, if that, if that, scenario occurs then, then we just have to make sure we deal with it the best we can Perfect and, and finally you mentioned about you know resting for this week and going into the Chip and Sobbery game today can you give us any early team news at all? 
no, not particularly. It's not going to be a massive difference to last week. A couple of uh, decisions still to be made. Um, obviously, we rested Harley and Jack Smith last week. Uh, Elo stepped out as well. And, you know, those, those are three boys that would very regularly start the game. So, they're certainly in contention to come back in. But we just have to just make a decision based on a little bit of info that we got on Chippen Sobri and, and how everybody feels today. And just hopefully go for another good win or, or a win in general. So, um, so yeah, nothing nothing over the top in terms of news, just more of the same and um, just see how we arrive at three o'clock. Well, Tim's just texted me saying he's got the number nine shirt today. So, <laughs> when Wilkins has scored a hat trick and, you know, you've moved up the league, it'll be a great night. Yeah, that'll be the day, mate. That'll be the day. <laughs> Cheers, Sam. Thanks very much for joining us and good luck this Thanks. afternoon. Take care of yourself, pal. Sam Pryor there joining us live on Seven Sport, Betty for Breakfast. And yeah, you know, that is the one really, the, the, the talk about the Hellenic League. For those who haven't seen the post, go on the website, sevensport.co.uk. It's also something we tweeted this morning. It's a, it's an absolute mess. As we sort of said there with, with Sam and touched on it, basically imagine this. The Hellenic League had the final day booked in for the 26th of March. Um, but then had the Groundhopper weekend in Easter, which is from the 15th to the 17th of April. Now, that was something that's been set in stone. As someone who's a bit of a nerd with the fixtures and everything like that and is always looking ahead, um, that's something I clocked November. Um, maybe even been October, actually, when I first saw that. So, um, when it was first initially put into the, the full-time system. <clears throat> anyway, they've now... They, they've... They initially wanted to run the Hellenic Cups in the same format as they did in the replacement cup competition. Now, if you remember, last season the, the cups were suspended. So, well, the cups, the season was suspended. Sorry, and they ran a cup competition with uh, clubs who wanted to p- participate. It was in the group stage. Top two went into the Challenge Cup. Bottom two went into the Supplementary Cup, and they kind of want to do it like that. Fair enough. But then they wanted to introduce that into in January, so start the group games right in the middle of the season. There was a bit of pushback against that, as you'd imagine, as Sam said there. You know, you don't want to be playing you know silly midweek games when it's a cup competition. If you know, if if they devalued it, or you know, if you're someone like Brimscombe Frutt, you know that you've probably got to win every league game if you're going to want to get promoted from now on. So they can't, and and they're a one club, a one team club. So they can't exactly afford to keep playing midweeks at this stage of the season as well because ultimately it's just going to burn their players out. When it comes to the final push, they're not going to be there. So the idea was, all right, we'll we'll shelve that then and we'll look at our options and it'll be done after the season's finished. That's the key phrase for me, after the season is finished. Finishing the league season is the priority. That is something that Hellenic League, to their credit, have maintained all season, and I completely agree with that, that the league needs to be completed. Come across this week, they've moved the fixtures from the 26th of March to a midweek, or or scattered along long midweeks in February and March, so that the final day, for example, you take a side like Long Levens, um, and Bishop's Cleave as well, their final game of the season is now Saturday the 19th of March, right? However, that Groundhopper weekend on the Easter weekend, the 15th to the 17th of April, still exists. 
the Hellenic League have said they're still going to run with that. And the games that have been scheduled in will not change. So the games that they've put aside for that ground topper weekend, Morven versus Brimscombe and Threat being one of them, is fixed. That is a fixed time period that the Hellenic League is saying we're not changing. So now you're going to have a position where I believe it's about 80, 75 to 80% of the teams in the Hellenic Prem in Division 1 will finish their league campaign on the 19th of March, but then on the 15th to 17th of April, there is an island of fixtures. I think Westfield's played twice in that uh, run. West replay, Bradford play. Um, and, and yeah, so... But but it's not so much that they've got that island in there. You know, a month between what is going to be the end of the season for most clubs and that. That's absurd. But they've basically now said, oh, but we'll start the cup competition after the 19th of March. So now the Hellenic League have gone back on what they've said all season. And they're potentially going to start the cup competition before the season has finished. Now, I appreciate, you know, as I'm saying you know, three quarters or so of the sides in the the Division 1 and the Prem would have finished their season by the 19th of March, but it's not the end of the season. So I cannot see how you're going to be able to do that. And it's not going to be a group stage anymore. It's going to be a straight knockout. So everyone's going to be guaranteed two games. You'll play a Challenge Cup fixture, and if you're knocked out of the first or second round, you then go into the Supplementary Cup. So you're at least going to get another game in. That is ridiculous. Because teams won't take that seriously. Teams will not sacrifice a potential playoff position. We know from the, the, you know, the, football, well, the National League system this year that the playoffs are happening. We know that promotion is up for grabs. And a number of the sides that will be playing in that island um, of fixtures over that Easter weekend, there, at this moment in time, we obviously don't know who definitively is going to be in the running. But there is... A possibility that I think it's about half the sides to be playing could be in with a shout of finishing second in their league and therefore getting a playoff game. So why on earth would they want to risk playing two cup games, maybe even third if they were to win a couple and, and you know have a bit of a run? Why would you risk that when the the golden carrot in front of you of promotion is there? And for me, they need to think about what they're doing. Because if they're going to have that Islander games in April, and no matter what, the ground toppers are going to have it, sticking to have it over that Easter weekend, there is no reason why the league should be finishing a month earlier. Because for me, you cannot run the cup competition until after we know who is going to be second and in the playoffs. Because that's just how it is. You have to wait till the end of the season if you're going to run this cup. If you're going to run it like that. And then you're going into April and May. Our side's going to want to do it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't get paid to make the decisions. Um, but it, it almost feels like the Hellenic League was so set on what they wanted to do. Got a bit of resistance. And now they've tried to do something else. And it makes absolutely no sense to anybody. Right. Let's <laughs> keep this show moving. We're running out of time. I am I'm waffling. Not waffling. I like to think I'm talking sense. Let us know on uh, on Twitter at Seven Sport on Facebook.com forward slash Seven Sport. Let me know your thoughts in regards to the Hellenic League, um, in regards to that Islander Games in April, in regards to the month long break potentially 
between what will be the end of the season for most clubs and then the final game. Whilst I do, whilst you do that, let's get Ollie Long on the phone and we'll start looking ahead to the game this afternoon. Ollie Long, is he, oh, he's not unavailable. Incorrect number. Ollie Long has given me an incorrect number. Outrageous. Well, I don't know what I do here. I've never had that. Never ever had that. I'm gonna have to gonna have to get him on the text message, I think. It's insane. Insane. He texted me his number before, and that's the number I've dialed, so I think I've been stitched up here. Right, he's messaged. It's coming up saying the same number. That's 12 digits that he's given me there. Uh, I don't think he's realised it. Ollie will be sat there listening to this. This is absolutely stunning radio. Yeah, definitely 12 digits he's given me. He has stitched me up. Incredible. He's typing. He is typing. Michael Palmer takes me the number. He has takes me the right number, I think. Yeah, it's definitely a different number. What is going on? Hello. Hey, it's Ollie Long, live on 7 Sport. Morning, Ryan, how are you? Yeah, well, good, mate. No idea what happened there. And I've got a bit of feedback here. Are you listening to me on the radio? Yeah, I can hear you better now, mate. How are you? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Right, big game today. Bishop's Cleave at home. Yeah. Probably one of the first games you would have, you know, looked for on the fixture list. You know, what kind of game are you expecting today? Well, I think you know what we get with uh, with a Long Island's Cleave fixture. I think the um, the away game earlier on in the season was well, it was a hard fought battle. I think both sides were well in the game for for ninety minutes, and I thought we were unlucky not to take something from the game. Really. Um, but hopefully today we can we can put that right. Now obviously, you know, last week you you played Bradford Town and were unfortunate in in the result. Two red cards as well. Going to be missing a couple more with Ed Smiley and, and James Barnett not available. You know, in years gone by, Long Levens potentially may have just assumed they're going to just lose the game. But you made a different stuff nowadays. So you know, what's their mood in the camp been like? I think it's inevitable that, that missing such key players is obviously is never never the best the best thing to have to face. But having said that, we are where we are in the league this season, and we've, we've been putting results together because we've got a squad of eighteen, nineteen players who, who can perform to that level. So I think even though we are missing a few, it gives five or six other lads a chance to to step in and, and make the difference and hopefully contribute to, to a result today. Yeah, we we spoke to you before. We spoke to you previously on this show, um, in previous series. You know, this season with Long Levens, it has felt different, as as you sort of said there, with the the squad that you have. That's you know depth all over the park. You know, away from home, you've been exceptional. You know, beating some big teams on their own patch at home. You know, I think Bradford was what only the second league game you've lost at home. This season, you know, what's it been like playing in that team? It's been brilliant. I mean, I've been obviously part of that team for the last two, three, four years where we've perhaps been we've been good on our day, but we've been a bit there or thereabouts and we've we probably struggled when it comes to, to playing against the bigger teams. Um 
but yeah, this season we've we've really got a squad together, and we're we're probably playing the best football that we've played as as far as I can remember. So um, yeah, it's been great, and obviously taking points off off teams in sort of the top top six, which has been pr- pretty close knit all year. Um, and now we found ourselves in that position. So yeah, it's been great. And you know, we spoke to to Sam Pryor about it. You know, with the fact that there is definitely be a, a promotion sl- uh, slot available with the well playoff spot, I should say, in the the second position. To you know, as you said, you've been here for for two, three, even four years now at this point, and you know, Long Levens are in the running for a playoff spot. Did you think you'd ever see something like that happen? I think we, we've always had had the quality in players to say that, that there was nothing to say that we couldn't go and do it we probably just needed rather than rather than having a maybe half a squad that you think could potentially go and do it we, we've we've added to that and we, we've built, built a team that, that is hard, hard to beat and we, we can pull results together so I think you start to believe it when you can go sort of eight eight games unbeaten or eight, eight wins in a row even that, that it can happen Um so yeah, there's there's no reason why not, and it's got to be what we aim for. And you know, it, it's something that it, it's been. You know, I've been keeping an eye on it with with Spider and, and Michael Palmer as well. That you know, if you were to win today, for example, Long Levens would have re- amassed their highest amount of points ever at this level, and there'd still be eight games left of the season. You know, does that just show the progression of the team and, and you know where you are as a squad at the moment? Well, yeah, like you said, it highlights how, how good we, we've really been this season. Obviously, still being three points shy of that, we need to make sure we take that over the line and as soon as possible because we want to keep going. Um, I think, like we say with Mikey, the aim is to win and win every game you've got left. And we've obviously got to take it a game at a time, which starts with we're fighting for the three points today. But the aim is always to, be, to go out and win as many games as possible, which is obviously why we've managed to get to the point tally we are and uh, be, be in, that, in that top five place has there been any of the, the new players that have joined this season that have surprised you you know did you maybe think they were only coming in or I don't know how they're going to be or weren't too sure how they'd settle in yeah well I think there's always going to be that when, you, when you've got lads who are sort of 17 18 um, coming into playing in the in this league especially where where it is competitive and there's obviously a lot of experienced players uh, throughout which can sometimes be a bit, bit tough to come up against and I think in probably the first few months obviously we had the likes of Ethan and, and Rudy you, you come over and first few months you, you obviously can you can tell in training and stuff there's quality there it's just sort of embedding that into into game time and I think maybe earlier on the season it might have been a, a bit a bit slower and you're not mm-hmm. quite seeing it but now look at them now and how many goals they've been they've been scoring and really putting their full packs to bed really and, it, and it's, it's great to see yeah so I think they've come on come on a long way and, and helped us out a lot so yeah it's been good and you know players that came in were you know the transfers of, of Michael Palmer I know he'll be listening this morning as well uh, more influence has he had on the team yeah Michael's been great I, I guess he's another one uh, of the new faces um, from a management point of view and obviously he came in in pre-season and uh, brought something different to the table obviously with his tactics of playing he's definitely brought brought that on onto the side um, I think he, he definitely maybe thinks about the about the small parts of the game and, and really tries to fine tune how we play we've, we've got a system that we like to now you know we like to play to 
and and consistency. And I think yeah, Mikey's been great. He's been on and off the pitch really. He's a he's a good lad. And early in the season, you did score a penalty against Corsham. Are you on penalties today, mate? Well, I um, I'm always up for taking one, mate. But the guys who are who are in the back of the net week in week out sometimes feel uh, feel best to step up and carry on doing it. So I don't step in their way. But I mean, I'm always there to be called on. Well, I mean, you know, no Rudy, no James, no Brad. You know, you, you must be you must be top of the list here. That screams a penalty for me, then, doesn't it? Yeah. I'm there. I'd love to see it. <laughs> what's the What's the plans this morning, mate? Before the game? Not a lot, to be fair. I'm uh, have a bit of breakfast soon. Um, make sure I've got all my kit ready. Probably walk the dog, and then other than that, mate, nice and quiet, nice and relaxed, ready for the ready for a big game. All the while, whilst uh, Daryl's probably you know already on the beers. Well, yeah, I mean, quarter past nine might be a bit too early, but give him to last ten. I'm sure he'll, uh, he'll crack one open. <laughs> Ollie, thanks very much, mate, for joining us, and uh, we'll catch up with you at Sawmills later. Always a pleasure, Ryan. Speak to you later. Ollie Long there, join us on the programme. There's a bit of feedback on the, the line, not too sure what's happening there, but always a pleasure to speak to Ollie. You know, it, it made me laugh a little bit where you were saying about, you know, yeah, it always happens when when players come in and they're 18, 19. Pretty sure Ollie's only 21 himself, so. <laughs> You know, he's been around for quite a while now, Ollie, and he's a very mature young man and a very good centre-half. I do get messages from other central defenders who play for Hellenic League clubs, let's not say anything more than that, uh, telling me that I overhype Ollie Long too much and he isn't as good as I think he is. I would disagree. Naturally, I would disagree. I think he is a good centre-back and I would like to point out that as I always do when we commentate on Long Levens and we have a chat about Ollie, um, way back when, when he was first on the scene, coming through at, at Long Levens, myself, Craig Martin and, and Mark Moore, who was manager at the time, had conversations about the players and the squad. And you know, At this point, I'm still getting to, to know the Long Levens uh, team and the Hellenic level. And you know, it's almost like a Sir Alex Ferguson, Phil Jones moment. Mark Moore was, you know, determined that Ollie Long should be playing central midfield. Um, but due to injuries, he was filling in at right back. Um, and I said, no, this kid, this kid, disrespectful words, this man is uh, destined to be a centre-half. He's a good defender, maybe not quick enough to to play right back and, and you know, do the, the up and down on the wing. 90 minutes week in, week out. But defensively, sound enough for me to see a decent centre-half in him. And I'm delighted to show to know that he's proving me right every single week. But Long Levens, they play Bishop's Cleave this afternoon. Um, yeah, live game from Sawmills. Be a great game of football. Bishop's Cleave, as we said, we saw them last week. You know, they didn't do an awful lot to be 2-0 up against Tuffley. They're going to have to play a lot better than that to break down Long Levens today. But as we said, Long Levens are going to be without some key players, including Brad Martin and Rudy McKinnon, who were both sent off last week against Bradford Town. Bishop Cleave, on the other hand, they'll be without a few key ones as well. Jack Watts serves his last um, game of a suspension himself. Jake Parrott, as we were speaking to him previously, um, he you know told us he's about three weeks away. So he's probably a couple of weeks away now from being back. Believe Kieran Order and Jake Rhodes should be in the squad after missing the Tuffley game. Of course, we'll get more information from Paul Collicker. I mean, I say that, 
Paul Collicott's not going to give me any information if I ask him for team news live on a radio show. He's too savvy for that, of course he is. Just like Sam Pryor earlier. Um, you know, not not having it. He wasn't giving me any of that. So we'll uh, we'll get Paul Collicott on the show now. And uh, hopefully this number comes back as being right first time. Because weirdly, the Ollie's number, I dialed it the first time round, said incorrect number. Dialed it a second time. It worked fine. New phone, I told you. New phone is the teething problems that comes with that. But Paul Collicott, we're calling him now. Hello. Morning, Paul Collicott, live on 7 Sport. How are you, mate? Uh, not bad, not bad. No. Thanks very much. Oh, I just woken you up, have I? Yeah, it's all right, it's not a problem. Oh. Well, big game today, Paul. You know, going to, to Long Levens, always with the, the local games. We spoke before the Tuffy game last week and, you know, you said that, you know, that was a big game there and, and today's a big one too. So looking back at last week's game, being in the position you were in, going, you know, with 10 minutes to go, 2 0 up, how much of a disappointment was it not to come away with three points? Um, when you put it like that, yeah, it was very disappointing to come away. Um, but, you know, we've gone into the game against Tuffley. Um, you know, you look at the team that we put out, um, you know, we were missing the likes of uh, Pritch, Jake Parrott, Jake Rhodes, Sam Blackie, Kieran Older, Watsy, Archie. You know, there are not many teams at a Hellenic standard that can go and have the, mm. the front of your team ripped out and, and you're still there you know, we're winning 2-0 with five, five, ten minutes to go. Yes, bitterly disappointed, but the lads are tired. Um, it was similar to, you know, the, when we went to Westbury. Uh, we went to Westbury and conceded uh, two or three goals late on in the game, having been at two each against one of the top sides. And um, I basically said to the lads when we got in the changing room, because they're all down there looking at the floor and I just told them to get their heads up, look at me. And I said, I, I can I can take it. I ain't got a problem. I can take it. It's a long season. We've still got 10 games to go. Um, but it's the way that you react from that disappointment. And, you know, we got long levels today, local derby. Um, they've certainly improved uh, a lot this season and they've had some cracking results. Uh, they play football in the right way. They've got some good players. Um, and you know we go there, and we just give it our best shot, and and we go from there. And you know I keep saying to the lads, you know we got I think it's ten games left now, um, and they're all going to be cup finals. Mm-hmm. Um, and the amount of times this season when a manager's come up to me at the end of the game and said that they'd, they'd love to play us every week, and you know obviously I said why, and they said our, our lads lift their game. Yeah, and you know we had, we had a situation the other week when we played Town. Um, you know they they were short of a few players, and uh, they were down to skin and bones, and they played really really well. And it wasn't, and their goalkeeper was absolutely outstanding. And it wasn't until the end of the game that I found out he was only sixteen years of age. Wow! And you know, and so you got teams come in and wanting to beat us, which I fully understand and fully appreciate it. My lads are a closely knit lot. And, and they know and, and know, know and, um, 
everything that I want out of them during the 90 minutes of football. And we've got to be prepared to work hard in every game. And I'd like to think in most of the games this season, we've done that. And we've certainly got some ability within the side. Um, we got some characters, you know, yeah. the likes of Ash Colwell, Kevin Slack, and and that. And so there's always plenty of laughter going on. Some of the team talks before a game can uh, are hard work, especially when you get one or two expressions from one or two of the players. So. I imagine you don't have to say too much in your team talks. So I imagine you know they kind of take it upon themselves to, to g themselves up. Would that be the, the case? Uh, with most of them, yes. But when you've got the likes, of, as I said, the likes of Kevin Slack looking at you and Elliot Kennedy looking at you and Archie Coldwell, there's no, oh, and the other one is Sam Blackie. Mm. You know, it, it, all of a sudden you're doing the team talk and everybody can go out and be laughing, which is great. You know, as I said, we got, we got, we have got a good spirit within the camp and just as long as we keep that and that comes with winning games of football. And, and any manager will tell you that is what we all thrive for is to win a game of football. You mentioned about um, you know sides wanting to beat Bishop's Cleave. You know when you know going into this season, everyone was saying you know Cleave are going to be the the team to try and catch, especially out of the the Gloucestershire sides. How difficult does that make it, or does that make it almost easier for you because you know that you know you're going to have to play you know the best you can week in week out. I think you know you got to look at our season. You know we we've um... Basically, played the first few games at home at Cape Lane. Mm-hmm. We've now lost that privilege, and you know we're thankful to Evesham United helping us out with uh, games where we can go and play there, which is which makes life difficult. Um, we've lost one game at home this year, uh, and that was to Malvern Town, um, and then we've lost one game away from home, which was Westbury United. Yeah, it it is difficult. You know, everybody. Um, as their favourites in the way of who's going to win the league. And mm-hmm. I think the league this year, um, speaking to most managers, they think it's probably it's going to be one of the closest. Uh, it could go right to the, to the wire. Um, you only got to look at some of the fixtures today. Um, I think, I believe, the top six are playing one another. Yeah, pretty much. Today. Yeah. yeah, and and there's going to be teams that win, teams that lose, you know, and I'm not interested in what's happening during the 90 minutes. All I'm interested in is in what's happening with Bishop's Cleave on that day, whether it be a midweek game or um, at three o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. Um, but as I said, it's, uh, I think anybody within the top eight or nine, and I, and, and I include Long Levens and that's especially, you know, we've got, we've got to get 30 points. That's a lot of points to play for. Mm. And you know, and it, all of a sudden, you just go and put a run of three, four, five games together, and you win them. And there's teams on that run. You know, Westfield's are strong. Bradford Town is strong. Westbury United, are the, you know, they they got four games in that, four games in hand on us. And if they go and win those, they, they'll only be a point or two behind us. So there's a lot to do yet, and there's going to be a lot of ups and downs that will happen between now and the and the last game of the season. Because obviously you are twelve points clear at the, the time we're, we're talking at the moment. You know, is there a part of you that's potentially thinking about you know, oh right, where we could be in the Southern League next year, and are you making plans for that, or is that too dangerous to start thinking that way? I, d- I don't think that way, and and I don't let my players think that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I, are you right? Is, is it twelve points we are in front? I, yeah. I thought it was less than that. It might be less. I think I might be looking to third place. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so at the t- sorry, at the time it's uh, ten points clear of third, and you are seven points clear from Bradford, who was second. 
yeah, well, see, we you know we got Bradford uh, in, a, in a few weeks' time. Mm-hmm. Um, we got to play Westfields twice. Uh, we got Long Levens today, um, and when we still and then you play one or two of the teams in the lower half. And if anything, those games are perhaps even a little bit harder because they're fighting for points, and and they can play with a freedom, a bit more freedom. Um, as so, you experienced at Tuffley, of course, obviously they're looking over their shoulders and relegation. So, you know, almost a, a draw, you know, felt like it, it wasn't beyond the realms of possibility because, you know, is their fight greater than yours? So, you know, you're already experiencing that. Yeah, as you said, you know, Tuffley, they went out and um, from the previous game to the game when they played us, I think they went out and signed three or four lads and best of luck to them. And, and you know, they would, they, Really lifted their game against us, and uh, I certainly hope that they, uh, you know, they managed to stay in the league. And then, you know, you mentioned the players that were missing last week. You know, they probably start for the majority of, of teams in this division. That's how, you know, good they are. How many of them are back today, or are you still going to hold your cards close to your chest? But can we expect to see, you know, some players returning this afternoon? Um, at the minute, it, it, w- it would be a case we get there for two o'clock today, and there may be one, possibly two, but I can't see many more than that. You know, Jack, Jack suspended. Mm-hmm. Um, Rich has had COVID. Um, Jake Parrott, you know, he's he's uh, got a bit of a dodgy hamstring, and and the others, you know, we we just wait and see see how, what we got when we got there. We 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 had a uh, we had trained on uh, Tuesday night, and we had a. Uh, a practice match behind closed doors and one or two lads um, have come through it one or two lads haven't so as I said you just literally got to go from game to game Big question match day squad I asked you at, at Tuffley as well is Freddie Ward named in this squad? Freddie Wood <laughs> Freddie uh, Ward is he, he will be beside me um, he would like to think that he would could get on but uh, I haven't gambled on that one yet <laughs> saving him for when you need him Crowley. that's what it sounds like that's what it sounds like to me I will promise you that he will get some minutes between now and the end of the season with our Fred that's the exclusive that's the exclusive we wanted on a show like this this morning uh, Crowley, thanks mate for joining us on the programme today and we look forward to, to catching up with you at Sawmills later on ok thanks very much see you later Paul Collicott there giving us the news that we wanted Freddie Ward is not going to play today against Long Levens, but he will make the squad between now and the end of the season. You know, he's going to be full John Terry, you know, full kit, celebrating lifting that title. He's an absolute disgrace, that man. Absolute disgrace. And I don't shy away from saying it. He ignored me. He ignored me at Tuffley Rovers. And then in the chat after the game starts, no, mate, I'm not interested in that. All this, oh, I've got my game head on. Disgusting behaviour from Freddie Ward. But that is just out of time. Incredible. What a programme. First show back. We had a couple of jitters. We had a couple of technical issues. But that was to be expected. We are back uh, with Buddies for Breakfast. You know, expect more of the same next week. We'll see what happens this week. I'll book more guests. We'll see what happens. But the big one. Look ahead to it. Coming out this week, the first ever episode of Tea and Talk, the podcast dedicated to all things Gloucester City. Look out for that on our Spotify. Yes, we have a Spotify, 7Sport, Anchor FM as well. Check back on the website, 7sport.co.uk, for all of the action 
all of the fixtures they are on there, not just in the, the men's game today, but also in the Gloucester County Women's Football League tomorrow afternoon as well. Plenty of action happening over the weekend. Of course, we haven't even touched upon it, but there are two charity matches that are happening tomorrow. Montpellier FC and Cheltenham have got one at 11am, where they take on an NHS 11 to raise money for the local NHS. And then it is Battle of the Bulls at New Meadow Park for Gloucester Legends 11 versus uh, uh, Rugby for Heroes 11 as well, including the likes of Mike Tyndall and the big names like Tom Webb, Alex Sykes, Lee Randall, just to name a few. Seven Sevens is up on the website as well. I take on Sean Payne from Brockworth Albion. I'll be looking to try and boost my weekly average there. Um, if not, it's going to be a sad, sad weekend, and I'll have to just watch the Royal Rumble tonight with tears down my face. But join us later on this afternoon, where me and Kelsey Demaria will be at Sawmills for Long Levens versus Bishop's Cleave. Potentially, I'm still waiting for the confirmation text message, um, but Josh Evans may potentially be at uh, Chatham Saracens against Studley. We didn't even cover that one, but they play uh, top of the league studly if they can maintain you know getting the win again there then they're clinging on for a title picture as well that's going to be a hot one in division one of the hellenic league so we're very privileged with the hellenic league so far the two uh, divisions that we cover um you know hotting up and more more to come next week from me um we'll look ahead to a big couple of weeks in the northern senior league as well so 8 30 in the morning next saturday i'll be right here and i invite you to come and join me for more but it's for breakfast but we'll see you at sawmills later on for the best sports coverage in the west visit sevensport.co.uk